Hello and welcome to our hastily thrown together 73rd episode of Azeroth Ghost to Coast, where all your dreams come true as long as your standards are really low. I'm your guru of love and settling Gavril, and these are my apostles of tax breaks and statistically longer lifespans, Chris. Hello. And Arlie. Hey. Hey! Yep, Arlie's back since Kevin is busy doing horrible things to himself with a jar of Dijon mustard. Last week, the kids talked about 8.0 and how to survive the pre-patch, and this week, the nerd crew, Chris, myself, and Arlie, are going to be talking about weird-ass lore and tinfoil hattery and shit. You know, the kind of stuff you've grown to expect when Kevin isn't here. Uh, <laughs> this week, we'd like to tell you that though we're apart, you're still part of me, for you are my thrill on Blueberry Hill. Yeah, I just thought about it, and it kind of sounds like you're saying that to Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's deep in my heart. Deep, deep in my heart. Aww. You want Kevin in your butt? I want Kevin <laughs> deep inside my butt! Oh no, man! Oh no! No. Uh, <laughs> this week's reference was Fats Domino, okay? Alright. <laughs> you can shut your mouths, you pieces of shit. Alright. Mm-hmm. I'll start. I've, I've, I've loaded both barrels already today. I'm ready for your shit. <laughs> okay. How are you kids doing so far? How are y'all doing? I'm all right. I'm very well. Yeah. Good to hear. Um, now, Kevin's going to hate me for this. I'm going to tell you it's really disconcerting because you both have the same goddamn color in the show notes. <laughs> you are both the same goddamn color in the show notes. Uh, it's hilarious, though. Uh, Chris, buddy, what you been doing, buddy? Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, I we've 8.0, I've been raiding again, doing mythics, doing all the fun stuff with the new stuff. Uh, loving it. We we had issues. Uh, there will be more. We'll be more talked about that when we actually talk about eight point oh. But uh, yeah, it's it's been fun overall. <laughs> good. Fun is good. Uh, okay. Fun is subjective, but good. Yes. I've uh, been playing some Heroes of the Storm. Still haven't done my placements. We didn't do any rank this week, so uh, need to actually jump in and get that done. Um, playing some Star Trek Online. I tried it on the PlayStation. I don't like it on the PlayStation. I can only imagine it being really not fun without a mouse. Yeah, it's weird. Wait, Star Trek Online on the yeah, PlayStation? Yeah, it's on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. It's oh, weird. I didn't know they were doing that. It's, it's, been, it's been there yeah, for a that while. Would it's, be been weird. There. It's, been, it's been on there for a long time, but it's, it's weird. Huh. I don't like it. I much prefer it on the PC. <laughs> and I've been working way too much this week. Far too much. And humanely yeah. too much. Yeah. Uh, considering you f- keep f- fucking over D&D games, bro. Being dead sorry. tired and shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. If I have to get up at six in the morning, I'm going to want to maybe go to bed before four. Drink more caffeine. <laughs> Work is for communists. I'm working on it, okay? Work is for communists. <laughs> Um, as we previously mentioned, Kevin is busy uh, pleasuring himself with the jar of Dijon mustard. So good luck with that, buddy. I heard that burns. Um, Arlie. Yes. Hi, darling. How you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Chris, are you fantastic? I'm very happy. Uh-huh. Yay. Arlie makes poor decisions. I haven't decisions. done much this week. You make poor decisions, decisions coming on the show. You make poor decisions coming on this show. You know that, right? <laughs> I always have a fun time, so I don't feel like it's a bad decision. All right, I can live with that. Um, For me this week, my motherboard on my computer died, so... (laughs) Ha ha. (laughs) 
I've been, um, I've been, well, I learned how to jumpstart a computer, which was something that I didn't know it was really cool. So that was fun. Um, but outside of that, I've been playing mobile games. So um, on my 3DS, I've been playing a call, a game called Etrian Odyssey, which is essentially Very good game. Yes, it's essentially like, a, I don't know if it's a jrp exactly but it's it, like it that is. it, it is, is very okay. much it's very much a jrpg it is very That's what much I was thinking, but then i second guessed myself and i was like wait maybe not <laughs> but it's it's the difficulty level on it is pretty high which is cool and i really like that you're not given maps of areas you have to actually draw it yourself and if you draw it wrong you can fuck yourself over really badly um, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Uh, it's been a long time since I've played a game like that. So I've been having a lot of fun with that, just pushing through that story more. Now, I'll tell you, it's an Atlas game. So yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. If I had remembered that, I would have known. Yeah. Duh. Um, so I played that um, on my phone. I've been playing a RPG mobile game called Questland, which is really funny it's simple like you know you get a character you do these campaign missions and the storyline of it is kind of parroting like typical um rpg story so it's hilarious and as far as like phone mobile games go it is super generous like you can do pretty much everything you want um uh, without paying any money, you just have to, you know, like be patient, but you don't even have to put be your time that patient, huh? You just put your time yeah, into it. Yeah, basically. But like they throw so much at you every day. Like even um, their paid currency is gems. You get just by playing mm-hmm. the game, you get at least like a hundred of those every day. Like it's ridiculous. Yep. Um, the amount of stuff that they just throw at you and it's easy to gear up and the concept is very simple so i've been having a lot of fun with that it's been interesting simple is very Mm -hmm. good um my week has been uh some hearthstone playing that dirty dirty shit uh that heal zoo uh Mm. warlock um and hating myself a little bit but also like (laughs) (laughs) i've gotten like 12 games in a row with wins so um i'm okay with that I mean, shooting a le- uh, doing a legend climb this this year, uh, this uh, this season. So we'll see how that ends up going. Um, I have not been playing all that much else. Um, Warframe a little bit, uh, bits and pieces of other stuff all over the place. Uh, you mentioned mobile games, and I'm like, oh, I do play a little. I do play a mobile game, and it's like you, you mentioned it was very generous. And I'm like, oh, hey, I do play a generous mobile game. <laughs> I, I play um, uh. Dissida Final Fantasy Opera Omnia. Oh, I've always wanted to try that, but I haven't gotten around to it. It is super generous, and I actually had a lot of fun with it. Once you once you get get into the swing of the content, and once you get understand how the grinding mm-hmm. for it works, just like any mobile game, once you understand how the grinding for it works, it's actually yeah. quite fun. I've had, I I mean, I put like an hour of hour a day into that, just kind of clearing out the sort of daily stuff. So, I mean, I've been having a lot of fun with it. Nice. It's a really good time waster and a really good battery killer. <laughs> yeah. so. um, and my wife still plays Pokemon Go, so I get drug out with her uh, when she decides Pokemon to do that stuff. Huh? I still play Pokemon Go. I know. Um, I, I, I don't. It's not that I distinctly dislike Pokemon Go. Um, it's just that it's it's kind of okay. Um, 
I sometimes play Pokemon mm-hmm. Go with her, but very infrequently. And, uh, but most of the time, if she's out doing that stuff, I'm I actually have Ingress up and I'm nice. playing Ingress at the same time. So, so uh, get that Niantic thing just kind of covered on both angles right there. Yeah, Pokemon Go is one of those games that if I think about it, I'll play it, but I don't really ever think about it. So, like, I don't know what happened with it, but it's just not in my brain unless somebody else mentions it, and then I'm like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I was playing that. What Chris? Niantic need to do a Grand Theft Auto Go. Oh god. No. No. You go and find a hooker. No. (laughs) No. That's the worst idea. No. No. Uh, So it's Niantic in in association with Backpage, I assume. (laughs) Oh wait, Backpage doesn't exist anymore. Uh. Whoops. Super awkward conversation there, Chris. Just Gab just bringing up Backpage for no reason out of nowhere. Um, I swear I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not from the back. seedy underbelly of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, literally no like feedback this week. I think except for the gigantic live tweeting we had out of Arlie and a little bit of Vish. I think correct. Well, it wasn't live tweeting, but like I took notes when I was listening to episode 71 and then just put them all in Discord. I was like, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) Now, this, of course, is feedback from episode 71 because Miss Arley is behind an episode. Shame. Yeah, I'm a horrible person. Shame. (laughs) Um, Chris, uh, do you have that pulled up at the moment? Uh, I do. I do. Uh, Episode 71 feedback. There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot. Uh, we're gonna pick a couple of little pieces, yeah. and that'll be it. And and Murderden is the only acceptable way to re- to, to refer to Murderden Bronze. I really okay? like Murderden. it. That's awesome. Murderden is straight up the only way to respond to him. Um, okay. Uh, one of the things I will say, Wrathgate was putricide and Verimatra starting a coup. So that's one thing. One of the few things Sylvanas isn't responsible yeah. for. Screw you, Gavril. She is responsible for it. She brought Verimathras into the Undercity. She thought she could control Anathrazine. Well, yeah, but like, just because you help somebody doesn't make you responsible for every choice they then make. I it's not feel how like it works. that's... <laughs> No, that is literally her fault. She literally brought a Legion agent into her goddamn home. It's her fault for doing that. It's not her fault that him and Putricide killed everybody at Wrathgate because they're terrible. She's the one who gave Putricide all the resources he wanted to create the plague. She told him to create the blight. Yes, but not to use it at Wrathgate. She's the one who made it! She made it, but she didn't want him to use it there. It's not her fault they used it there. So if you bring in an axe murderer and you have an axe collection in your home and you tell him, hey, these are all my axes. You want to take a look at my axes, bro? I, you know, there's a family of orphans that lives next door. They don't have a lock on the door. When does that cease <laughs> to be your fault? My thought on it is basically um, she's not that smart. She's, she's smart, but she's not as smart as she thinks she is, basically. So it causes her to do stupid things sometimes. And that's one of them. But it's their fault about Wrathgate. I I firmly, I still firmly put Sylvanas in, in the hot seat for Wrathgate. I still firmly put her in there. <laughs> I um, don't. Because that's, that's. 
Okay, so I hate I, I if I remember correctly, it's Godwin's law. I hate to invoke Godwin's law. <laughs> oh God! But clear parallels. Yeah. To like to to, to Poland. I know. Yeah. In World War Two. All right. So do and this is in fact something that's actually globally pertinent um right now and i'm sorry all of my polish all of our polish listeners that may be offended by this um they recently passed a series of laws that basically state that poland had absolutely nothing to do with uh nothing to do with the nazis despite the fact that some there were multiple concentration camps located within polish borders and the polish government of the time helped them they were a bunch of quislings i mean does that abrogate the nation of poland because of the actions of a few no but i mean on the the, the terms of savannah like i have no doubt she would have used it at some other time for like essentially the same 100 percent, she would have used it but i'm just saying that specific use of it wasn't her like she and she has used it since um in a few places and how many so. times it says cataclysm is she used in gilneas right oh my god so I, I think I think I think she's I, th- I firmly lay the blame for the Wrathgate incident at her feet. A hundred percent. I would say that she had a part, but I don't think it's a hundred percent her fault. It, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. No, it's being not. Being ignorant of what the people in your in your being ignorant of the people that you give power to your right hand man and the leader of your royal apothecary society giving she invested them with her power mm-hmm. she is by extension to blame for their actions because she is the one that gave them the power yeah but i'm more upset at them than her for that one no okay <laughs> right off the bat just going deep and really aggressive from me <laughs> Yep. And really heavy shit because I went ahead and brought up the Holocaust references. I know. There. I think that's a that's a record fastest to the Holocaust. That's a that's, that's, that's a, I think that's probably the fastest. Holocaust I think that's probably <laughs> I think that's probably the fastest invocation of Godwin's law. I'm, I, and somebody will correct me if I'm wrong. It's either Godwin or Poe's law. I'm pretty sure it's Godwin's yeah. law. Yeah, Godwin. Yeah, somebody will correct me on that. But I think it's like it's like that was. I'm just like she's to we blame. We went there. Yeah, I went straight there because I mean, I, I now it's, it's it's not to, and you know, I I'll, I'll go ahead and do cover my bases here, and it's like it's not to you know demean or to reduce, um, you know the the things that happened in Europe, uh, the Holocaust and World War II and the rise of National Socialism. It's not to devalue those things, but I feel that it does create. Uh, an easy shortcut for me to explain where mm-hmm. I was going with that. So, um, if anybody's offended, please email feedback at azerothcoasttocoast.com. <laughs> You're a terrible person. <laughs> uh, is, is it ACTC? Uh, it's ACTC.com. Yeah, so it's feedback at ACTC.com. Um, no, wait. No, feedback at azerothctc.com. Sorry. Oh Sorry. I don't even remember we the same thing that I've been reading for like 30 episodes. So yeah, it's feedback at azerothctc.com. Oh, you guys are amazing. Um, yeah, Thank I you. know. We are we are <laughs> just <laughs> shit show. We are a shit show. Um yep. Unadulterated shit show. I, I think this is 
Uh, let's go with a more safe uh, piece of feedback before we jump to our <laughs> next bit. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and I, I think that mm-hmm. uh, the Maghar. Uh, so you mentioned that maybe the Maghar won't be following Sylvanas. Their introductory quest line could take place after whatever's going to happen mm-hmm. when Sylvanas happens. Similar to how current allied races are after Legion. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I wish that like was the, the Mag- case. From what it looks like, the Maghar Orcs introduction will take place well, after the events of Lord Okay, Rome. so what I mean is like we're going to meet them, we're going to do things with them, but like we met the other races and we did things with them before they became allied races and we had the introductory quest line to make them available. Um, so uh, like we're going to do things with them and they're going to be around, but I don't think their actual official joining of the horde would be until after that. And that's when you would be able to play them. Well, the difference with the Magkar orcs though, is that we met them years ago. We've already been dealing them. with Magkar already... for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So they've already had their story. This is them joining the horde. But that we've story had is... their story like tangentially, but we've never worked very closely with them. Like, remember you, we have to do... Did you do the Horde side quest lines during BC and not? Yeah, but no, but what I'm saying, this is different. Like for allied races, like you have to, there's a rep component and there's quest line components. So I would be really surprised if there isn't a new quest line involving them in the um, Battle for Azeroth that you have to do. Oh yeah, I guarantee. Beforehand. And all of that will take place probably before everything that happens with Sylvanas. But then things will happen with Sylvanas, and that's when we'll have the um, whatever, you know, the same way we have with the current ones where you do this little quest to go, hey, join us, and they join, you know. I don't know. So I, the the Makar Orc rep requirement is the honor bound, which is a horde-only reputation uh, that is uh, for the... Uh, uh, for the war campaign. Wait, what um, is it? I'm sorry. So, so sorry. Uh, he was saying that it, it's bound. The the Maghar orcs are bound to the honor bound uh, mm-hmm. rep chain, which and and their actual unlock requirement is bound to the horde war campaign. Yeah, They're, which makes uh, sense. But, like, so the same way with, like, think of um, the Nightborn. Their whole thing was their storyline and the rep, which you could do way before they were actually available as an allied race. And then once they became available, you had to do another little set of quests where you actually invited them to join the thing. That's the part that I think will come after. Hmm. That's the actual, awesome. yeah, f- the actual um, and s- scenario, the special scenario mm-hmm. to unlock them. Yeah, that looks like it's after the war campaign. That's that's where it picks up after after you've completed the war campaign storyline. Yeah, and I think at that point we'll also be with whatever's going to happen with Sylvanas will be done. I don't think she's going to still be the war chief. Who knows? Um, but so that's the way I think it's more possible for them to choose the horde instead of um, the alliance. Which, by the way, have you seen their racials? No, I haven't. They're bananas. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, they're, I've got them here. They're pretty good. Yeah. Um, open skies, increased mount speed by ten percent. Yep. 
Wow. Savage Blood reduces the duration of poison, diseases, and curses by 10%. Jeez. Sympathetic Vigor increases pet health by 10%. (laughs) Ancestral Call increase... uh, Invoke the spirits of your ancestors, granting you their power, increasing a random stat by 102 for 12 seconds. Wow. That's crazy. And their heritage armor is beautiful. Oh, yeah? Oh. Because you've got, is uh, to shake a stick at. you've got generic Maghar, you've got generic Maghar, you've got black car her- black rock heritage, and you've got Frostwolf heritage. Hmm. Wow. Um, I want to see more of Dark Irons, please. <laughs> Which I think we've been kind of bereft of a lot of the Dark Iron stuff. Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody this though. week who was saying that they think Dark Iron and um. Oh, they were saying that they think the Dark Iron and the Maghar will be the first ones available. And I was like, that seems like not to make sense because like we know more about the other races than we do about Dark Iron. Like I would expect the Dark Iron would be even later. Maghar and Dark Iron will be available when you hit 120. Oh, okay. When you hit 120, that's when you are working on getting exalted with... Uh, your specific factions Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a horde and alliance equivalent for the war campaign and both are unlocked through that okay Uh, once you complete the the horde and alliance war campaigns respectively you will be able to unlock the maghar orcs and the dark iron dwarfs well then why don't we know more about the dark iron then the hell are they doing (laughs) 8.1 is where we're gonna see uh the kaltiran humans and the dark iron and the zandalari trolls Uh, that's where we're gonna see them okay i I feel like I feel like Dark Irons were a little bit behind uh, the Maghar in terms of development time. Well, I mean, that's also really weird because, like, the whole, like, well, not the whole leveling, but a lot of the Horde side leveling is dealing with the Zandalari and all of that. So I would have thought that that would naturally just lead into that to them first, you know? Well, it, it, it does purely because... it. The first, I think, the the entirety of the first, um, the first patch, the first la- the launch content is going to be dealing with us building that friendship mm-hmm. with, um, the Zandalari and the Kiltirans respectively. Mm-hmm. But you need to also look at that, the Maghar orcs and the Dark Iron. We've already got that friendship. Oh yeah, we've already built those rep- those those uh, experiences. Yeah, dark, we, a Dark Iron yep. dwarf is the is the prince <laughs> of goddamn Ironforge yeah. and of yep. Blackrock Mountain. Yeah, which yep. should still all be burned um, down. I hate them. And the Maghar orcs, we we dealt with them all through uh, the alternate Draenor mm-hmm. timeline. We. Back in the, we, we fought the Legion yeah. together. It's not. It's not those. It's different Maghar arcs. It's not those Maghar arcs. No, I thought they said that the Maghar is just kind of covers the toll unbroken completely. And I thought they mentioned somewhere that it's, it was basically all of the brown orcs were sort of lumped into this one group. As far as I know, the 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 allied race is the alternate timeline Draenor Maghar orcs. It's got all of those orcs that are in the alternate timeline. That's why you've got the multiple different. That's why you've got the multiple mm. skin to colors. Because mm-hmm. you've got the generic brown orcs, you've got the black rock orcs, you've got laughing skull, frost wolf, they all come under Maghar orc for the allied race. Now, now, Chris, because now, and, and it's not just me and Arlie, it, we have been kind of bereft of information relating to the Dark Irons up to this point, correct? Yes. 
We have been. We have been. Um, we um, do know all their racials. We do know their mounts and stuff like that. But we don't know much else. At, in regards that. to the actual story and how, because mm-hmm. we know the story for the Magars, we know how we're getting them, and mm-hmm. we're not talking about it because yeah. so many spoilers. But we yeah. know it. So we don't know anything about the Dark what, Iron. Now, Chris, do you want to put odds down that we're gonna get a combo Dark Iron Wild Hammer? Hmm. I hope and pray that that does become a thing because, because be you, you have all of the different mm-hmm. racial skinning for Maghars. Yep. Um, and it'd be really <laughs> easy to do that with Wildhammer. Um, and I mean, I mean, the only problem would be the racials. I mean, that would be the major sticking point, and I can see a lot of people yep. complaining about that based on the racials I mean, and the the Maghar racials are kind of generic. That's why they fit. The kind of generic, yeah, but we do but know the dark iron. Radio. They're fairly specific. They're very specific. They are very dark iron specific. So I, I don't think we'll see that, but maybe I hear some tinfoil hattery. We said tinfoil hattery. Maybe it is going to be both the wild hammers and the dark irons as the allied race. <laughs> so and I think they might have just been hiding it up to this point, which is why we haven't seen literally zero fucking information about them. So here's the thing. I think they announced Dark Iron at BlizzCon. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then I think they said, okay, well, we're going to do Mario Kart Orcs, but there's so many of them. How, how, how are we going to do this? Okay, let's just do them all under the banner of Magar and then just throw them in as, as a single group with different mm-hmm. skin colors. And then they looked at the Dark Iron as like, oh, we regret so much here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how it's went down because they, 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 they made the, the, the orcs so generic that all of the different factions fit within that Magar banner. Mm-hmm. But because they've made the Dark Iron so specific, yeah. they can't really, without redesigning the entire racial system for them, mm-hmm. they can't really do that. And I think they made. I think they have so many regrets about that. Yeah, because it would have worked really well. I, th- I think it would have really would have worked well for. They could have just changed it from Dark Iron Dwarf to um to to uh Dwarf of the Three Hammers or something, mm-hmm. or a Three Hammers Dwarf, and you know they could have covered Wild Hammer and Dark Iron at the same time. But I, I, I don't. Because I we already not, have the bronze beard. We already have the bronze beard clan. Yes, we we're, we're just missing the wild hammer dwarves, and we are missing the um, sorry, the iron forged dwarves, and... the iron, the iron, the iron dwarves, and the wild mm-hmm. hammer dwarves. Those are what we're missing. Yep. Um, see, you know that they would should have just done. They should have just made a generic dwarf, and then just brought us in the earthen and the frost yeah. dwarves and the wild hammer and the dark iron all in one big yep. banner. Yep. I would, I would, I would do a character swap as long as they Frost Dwarves had access to fucking uh, priests. I would do a character mm-hmm. swap, Audreogen, who has been my dwarven priest since vanilla. <laughs> I would do a racial swap for him. Well, I've already said that my uh, that my monk, who is currently a Nightborn, that I leveled up from level one, is becoming a Magar Orc. The <laughs> second I can. Because the Magar Orcs are amazing. He's, he's going to be Dark Iron and... Uh, no, he's not going to be Dark Iron. He's, he's going to be Frostwolf. And my Shaman, who is a High Mountain Tauren, mm-hmm. again, levels from one, is going to be Magar Orc. But he's going to be... Um, Laughing Skull? He's going to be... Um, mm. No, Blackrock. Blackrock? I'm going to make him Blackrock. And because his mm-hmm. name is Kargoth, 
So he's going to be Black Rock, he's going to be bald, he's going to have no facial hair, <laughs> he's going to be Kargoth. <laughs> he's gonna, he's the closest I'm going to get to a Goliath. Okay. It's the closest I'm going to get to a Goliath. I mean, you could have just been a Draenei. Yeah, but my car orc. Draenei? Yeah, but no. Alliance. Ugh. I can't hear you over how fucking awesome <laughs> Draenei are. Oh, I have blood elves. I'm happy. Jerking off motion. Yeah, I know we are. Um, there was no fucking listener feedback. Um, we do have that that shout out though for um, Con Before the Storm. They yep. secured a partnership with uh, Medieval Times for um, for World of Podcast this year. Uh, so World so there of Podcast, will be World of Podcast at Con Before the Storm this year. Uh, yeah. For more information uh, about Con Before the Storm and. Uh, world of podcasts visit conbeforestorm.com and we're very excited for them yep uh follow them on twitter go to conbeforestorm.com uh join their discord if you want they've got all that sort of wonderful lovely stuff conbeforestorm.com Woo. pretty certain it's conbeforestorm.com um i don't i don't verify or vet anything before i put it in here okay people <laughs> If you could get something trending <laughs> high enough on Google search, I would probably put it in. Which is terrifying. Yeah. And it is calm before storm. Calm before storm.com it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Verify. Let's talk about World of Warcraft. Um, hey, Chris. Mm. 8.0 launch was a fucking disaster. <laughs> hey, 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 Gav. What? 8.0 launch in Europe was a fucking dream. Yeah. So smooth. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> We actually got the servers up three hours earlier than they were supposed to be. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was super smooth for them. Screw you guys. Uh, uh, The servers went down at 2 a.m. Paris time. They were up by 6. Wow. Yeah, so uh, beta testing for for EU, (laughs) etc., etc., etc. Thank you, America. You're great beta And I had all my add-ons up to date as well. I just had to, like, I don't have to worry about things breaking. It was already up to date, thanks to you guys. Oh my god. He's a shithole, ain't he? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Um, I just had to jump straight in and just do shit. There's too much shit to go about, and wow. um, Besides the fact that everything is a fucking disaster... Not the launch, mm-hmm. just the whole game right now is kind of a fucking disaster. <laughs> well, like um, anytime they do a big squish it was pre-patch, it's always kind of like, oh my god. Yeah, nothing is balanced for level 100, yeah. uh, sorry, 10. or level 110. It's all balanced for 120. So that's, Well, they that, shouldn't have right given us a month of this shit. then. They always do that, though. Like, yeah, but normally it's skewed in our favor. Well, yeah, I was going to say, most of the time, pre-patch, we're just super overpowered for a while, which is crazy, but um, I yeah. don't know. That's then we're super underpowered because stat squish yeah. kind of affected things. Like it, yeah. I'm kind of worried. It's, it's, it happened we... the same with Pandaria. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, you also have to understand, and there was a really good news article about this. I think it was on PC Gamer. I'm not sure um, about how they implemented the stat squish this time. And I apologize for interrupting you there, Arlie. Um, no, that's fine. Um, whereas last time they did the stat squish for wad, they went through and manually adjusted all the, all the coefficients and the levels and everything. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. this time they've developed an automated system for doing it. Hmm. So yeah, because the I think the overall plan is uh, whenever stats get out of hand, they'll just keep squishing yep. like this. They so dial it back. Rid of, but at the, yeah, just as the power card for each expansion, just wipe it out every time. Yeah, but the problem is, is that when they're using an automated system, they don't have that hands-on approach yeah. to it, so they can't tweak things individually while they before they push out the thing. This time they use an automated system and it has obviously broken some stuff. Like yeah. I believe uh Arlie, you were mentioning something about a battleground earlier. Oh yeah, there was a battleground where apparently somebody went into a battleground, played, and then when they left the battleground, somehow they lost four levels. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> um Chris how does that happen? Chris, you were right? telling me something about uh, Antorus. Yeah, so uh, guild, my guild has, has cleared Antorus Heroic no problem multiple times before the patch. And then we the patch hits and we can't kill dogs on Heroic. And why is that? Because we, because the tanks have no more magic mitigation. Who fucking who? Yeah, this is this is really a jerk off motion right now. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Chris. Your broken ass shit tanks don't have magic resist anymore. Wah. I haven't had magic resist since Nighthold, so shut up. I haven't had magic um. resist like ever, except for specking into a talent. <laughs> yeah, fuck off, both of you. <laughs> I had to spec into I a talent mean, and lose fine. my fucking my my hand of protection to get magic resistance, okay? I mean, I was fine, but our warrior who had just like started gearing, he, he was he he would struggle. Don't warriors still have spell rotate flex? They should. And I they have pain. Yeah, they pretty certainly still have both of those. Like, yeah, he was still in the gearing process. Oh, so that's okay. the problem with that. All right. But I like I was I was taking massive hits that I was never taking before. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I am. Kind I was spiky as shit. You talking about Antorus uh, has me a little concerned because the week my computer died, um, I've been organizing a, a group going back and getting uh, the meta achievements for all the raids, and we were supposed to go back mm-hmm. and do Tomb that week because I really want the Tomb Raider title. Uh, but then my computer died, so everybody was like, well, we'll put it on hold until you come back, and now the squish has happened, and I'm like, is it going to be difficult to get those achievements now? That's going to be annoying. Um, Arlie, just tell me when you do that, because mm-hmm. I didn't raid at all their legion. I might come okay. on my warlock, actually. Yeah. We'll, we'll be happy to come along, and I can either heal or tank or DPS. Cool. I want to practice affliction, so I'll come on the world. Yep. If that's okay. um, so just give us a holler on that one. Yeah. Um, but beside that, beside the point, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the question. Is that there's a lot of people that are reporting that even five man bosses are wiping groups left mm-hmm. and right. Um, that mob behavior is strange out in the world and in uh, dungeons, I, and there's just a lot of weird shit going on. Yeah. Has it been confirmed that they've changed the difficulty of Mythic Pluses as well? Because I, I feel like 10s are where 15s used to be now. Um, I haven't surprised. seen them say anything about that. But yeah, I would would not surprise me if they changed the scaling Cause I was, on it. Because I was doing a 15 that felt way harder than it used mm-hmm. to be. Um, and that might just be... Way harder. It might just be a factor of, you know, 
because of how the affixes work on percentage increases well, and things and like that. And then also losing all the artifact traits and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. we just got used to always mm. having them and not thinking about them, and now they're gone, you know? That's a fair point. There is so many things that we had mm-hmm. that are just gone yeah. now. It's just a stat stick. It is literally a stat stick at this point. Mm-hmm. So. Um, another random WoW thing oh, that God. I wanted to bring up, which was fun. Shoot. Uh, yesterday, uh, the World of Warcraft uh, Twitter tweeted to celebrate Moon Day. We want you to look at the stars and share your favorite screenshots. I saw moons. your tweet. Yeah. I mean, overall, that whole thread was really cool just to see the different things people um, tweeted in there. But I threw in one um, that I had from back in Vanilla. And one of the things that really stuck out to me just scrolling through was looking at the difference in just graphic cop quality between original vanilla back way back in the day and like more recent screenshots like there's so much more detail now than there ever was back then it's crazy yeah it's the the fidelity is ridiculous Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that's just uh it's it's absolutely insane i didn't see that tweet and i was like i recognize that landscape (laughs) yeah I also put that I'm pretty sure that was also the exact moment that I realized that there were actual night-day cycles in the game. Um, Because originally back in vanilla, like, the night-day cycle was actually a 24-hour cycle. It was, like, lined up. So if you played at the same times every day, you only saw the same thing every day. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, okay, what it is. And then I forget at what point, like, some point during vanilla, they changed it and they shortened it. And that's when I got to see a moon rise, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's crazy. Wait, what's this? Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fucking awesome. Uh, right. Uh, anything else for a while, Arlie? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Um, let's talk a little bit, because I know nothing about Hearthstone. Let's talk heroes first. Um... Not a lot of heroes news, but Urel is on the free rotation for the first time this week. So, if you haven't tried Urel and you are account level 20 at a minimum, you have access to her for this week's free rotation. Cool. Uh, if you're unsure of what Urel is, she is a aggressive bruiser uh, tank who is very mobile. Uh, and most of her abilities focus around cast times and just beating the shit out of people pretty is, much uh, sh- is that something that's going to be um available like past tuesday or like uh she uh, for us it'll it'll swap on tuesday uh for for eu it'll stop swap on okay. wednesday so i miss it basically damn it <laughs> you will miss it i'm afraid yeah. Dude. Yeah. <sighs> um so um what else uh, so y'all have covered Heroes of the Storm now, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did y'all cover Hearthstone? Uh, no, I think we skipped over that. Oh. So uh, Hearthstone news this week, uh, not really all too much. Um, they There's two kind of interesting things. They did more minion super type changes. So that is the tags, the creature type tags that appear at the bottom. Um, they are changing some more stuff and they're kind of trying to implement some style rules. Uh, and trying to be more consistent mm-hmm. with them uh, across the lifespan of the game and across the entire history of the game. So that's really nice. It's interesting to see what they're doing with that. Um, uh, it's some kind of basic stuff like changing certain beasts in 
to non-typed creatures, you know, spectral and undead creatures go become go from being beasts to being uh, just regular type creatures. Um, in addition to that, Fire Festival is active yeah. at the moment, which is always a fantastic time Ooh. of year. Fire Festival means double gold rewards on quests and a special tavern brawl that is going for two weeks. Uh, so we're almost done with week one and week two will be coming in soon. Make sure you get your quests done if you are one of those Hearthstone players like me and you like that cardboard crack. Uh, make sure you get all that done and taken care of. Uh, and finally, uh, they are actually doing a pre-release for Hearthstone. Wait, what? So I don't have all the information pulled up, but I did notice that just before uh, we started the show this week, uh, they're doing a pre-release type event for Hearthstone. So you'll be able to open up your packs early and begin playing at certain locations. It sounds like they're utilizing the uh, Firefest, uh, the uh, Fireside mm-hmm. Gathering uh, mm-hmm. technology to allow you to get early access to your cards. Let me double check that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Uh, I'm pretty certain I read something like that. I just want to make sure, because like I said, if you put something early enough, in, in the Google search results, I will probably mention it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty certain I remember seeing that something somewhere. But you all continue on as I as I try to dig this up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Uh, let's move on to while he's looking this up. Let's talk about Overwatch. Um, yet again, Mercy again. Change her like constantly. I feel really bad for Mercy. She is too strong. I feel really, really. Okay, the thing is, is that Mercy is still even after all the nerfs. Mercy is ridiculously strong. Mm. That's the problem with her, is that they can't dial her in. They can't find. They can't Mm. find a balance for her. Too damn good. Maybe they need to do like a redesign on her or something. They have. They've oh, already redesigned they, it once. Oh my they god! Have, the, <laughs> it what? It didn't work. It was still yeah, they too d- strong. First thing they did was they changed her alt. Oh right! Okay? I remember that because I was like, they well, that kind of change. defeats the purpose of her because that but was the her problem. Thing. Was is that, the problem was is that when she was in Valkyrie mode, mm-hmm. which was her new alt. Her res had a much shorter cooldown time, oh. and she was still doing just as well. Mm. Like she might have to pick people up individually over time, uh-huh. but she was doing a shitload of damage. She was flying. Uh, she was beating the shit out of stuff. Mm. And she was just doing fantastically. But then they had to dial her back again, <laughs> and now they're dialing her back yet again. Because she heals too much. She's too strong of a single target healer, mm. which is kind of her whole steam. Yeah. It's just whatever. As a quick point, because I don't actually think we did. Did we ever mention how much I don't Pink think Mercy we did. raised? Pink Mercy raised 1. Uh, sorry, 12.7 million awesome. US dollars for breast cancer research. The Pink Mercy campaign, mm-hmm. that, that is an insane Especially amount for something that's so off-model. Oh. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, I still don't get it. I'm like, what? I don't... What's wrong with you? 
I don't get it. Either. It's like people oh, are yes. idiots. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say that the the anger over the off model skin is right up there with people who argue about what ships are okay and what aren't. Like I just don't get those the the mindset of those two groups of people. It's confusing to me. I don't get any of these fucking super fan, these crazy fucking people. I don't get, no. I don't, I really don't. I've never been that interested in that kind of stuff. And the people who do, you're kind of marred by your vocal yeah. minority. So it just makes me yep. confused and hate <laughs> you all a little bit, a lot of it yep. actually. The only two not all of them no it's just that really vocal minority that just kind of like completely mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying the vocal minority lose your fingers <laughs> <laughs> LB thank you so much for that I appreciate that buddy um, LB had to just point out that uh, the horns on Urel and Heroes are wrong and he's correct she is off model no. the Heroes model she for Urel looks really weird in Heroes so she looks so weird but she's also like kind of an adorable kind of weird <laughs> So I'm okay with it. So um, I did dig it up and it was four days ago that they didn't announce it. Um, so uh, the pre-release events are special fireside gatherings where you can open up any packs you have from the upcoming Hearthstone expansion early mm-hmm. and play with them in unique fireside brawls. That means you'll be able to open up the packs you've pre-purchased as well as any others you may have earned via brawls or other events. Mm-hmm. So um, nice. there's some fun stuff you can do if you do your fireside gatherings. Um, uh, so the pre-release parties are actually just in specific locations there's only 10 places in the u.s that will be doing it mm-hmm. uh, Amy in, the UK? in europe there's like 25 but i guess it covers like all of europe, europe yeah london that'll cover uh, all of london europe. yeah there's one in the uk <laughs> there's a single it is just Wait, in so london just london the pre-release uh the pre-release party is just in london <laughs> cool shenanigans. If it makes you feel better, uh, I mean, Russia got more locations than you all did, <laughs> but only by one. That doesn't make but me feel only better. by Why one. Russia got better. two locations for the largest landmass in the world. I was gonna say they're huge. Still doesn't make me feel better. It makes me feel worse. France got three locations. Couldn't I have put mean, one in Edinburgh. You could have. Oh, sorry. Couldn't have put. Couldn't have put one. Let me in double Edinburgh. check this. France actually got like nine locations. And they couldn't Three. put one in Edinburgh. No. You have to go to London. Uh, four, five, six, seven, I eight, go to London. nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Well, is that thirteen? I'd rather drink bleach. Aww. Ten. Uh, yeah, France got thirteen locations. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. What? Call bullshit. Nobody likes the French. Hi, folks. Gavril here. You may have noticed a very sudden sharp jarring uh disconnect uh in the conversation uh we actually had a minor failure uh with zencaster uh which kind of necessitated us uh restarting the podcast so uh if there's any sort of weirdness we do apologize uh in advance on that um yeah it's gonna be weird hi guys everybody's back now yeah yeah we're all back okay fantastic wonderful to hear okay so uh, we were talking about hating people that are fans of things and <laughs> way too passionate about it, like shipping and all that kind of stuff, right? Like we are mm-hmm. about things. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Um, well, I mean, 
it's fine to love things and be passionate about it. It's not fine that, that passion leads you to anger. And but, um, yeah, just the sentence code just jumped <laughs> into my head there. The sit code leads you to hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the kind of, that's kind of the funny thing is that I, I, I'm the funny thing is I don't really pay attention too much to something that both Chris and Nikolai go absolutely apeshit over, which is Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which Matt Mercer got himself in a bunch of trouble this week. Not to totally jump this no, thing, but he holy did crap. Matt that's that's the passion of the fans. Matt Mercer it's did the nothing fans. wrong. <laughs> so we're. I, I did. I'm just saying. I, I'm not gonna. I saw that he was getting. He some was stuff. getting flack because people are way too passionate about things, and that's exactly kind of yeah. like dials back into what we were saying. This is like the the, the, the crazy vocal fringe um, really ruins. A lot of things mm-hmm. um and yeah it's, it's just, i was just bringing that up as an example it's it's crazy as hell basically mm-hmm. uh, and people are insane and that should be pretty obvious from the state of the world <laughs> so uh it's just people dial it back a little bit please for the love of fucking god all right you need perspective all right um so we were going to talk about, like, tinfoil hattery and shit, and I just realized that we've basically been recording for almost an hour at this point. It's been just about 50 minutes. Yeah. Uh, do we want to <laughs> go into any more stuff or just try to kind of, like, dial it out or let's, what? Let's talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen. A little bit. At yeah. Least. Let, let's, let's give, like, 10, 15 minutes, kind of get us to about an hour, hour and a half, hour, 15 minutes, and then kind of, like, just ease it out. Try to cause me as much problem as possible as I try to edit this, being not an editing person. Yep. <laughs> not an audio engineer at all. Yep. <laughs> mm. um, but the last thing we're going to talk about real quick is the EULA updates. If you play on a cloud-based gaming service like uh, NVIDIA Now and a bunch of other stuff, apparently Blizzard has uh, placed a uh, EULA, an update to its EULA, its end user license agreement, or otherwise known as terms of service. Um, that basically says that's not allowed, mm-hmm. and, and they have you, been there have been confirmed reports of bannings. Yeah. Oh, uh, the first, uh, the first strike is a thirty day ban. Now they have there have also been reports that people have been able to appeal that because it was a very quiet change to the EULA. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been reports of people being able to appeal it, but they have been warned. It's like, hey, you know, this is still going to count as a mark against you, so your next one will be a one year ban. Mm-hmm. So. We're making sure people are aware of this. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, that's basically what we're going for right here is just like, hey, if you use a cloud-based gaming service, probably don't. Because it's against the terms of service, not just for World of Warcraft, but for all Blizzard games. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and, And the... The, the justification we've seen has basically been it being an issue of account sharing, and I'm not surprised. Well, That's always been something Blizzard has been kind of very aggressive against. Yeah, I yeah. think it's also, um, one of our guildies mentioned it, is that for the ways that they detect bots and all of that, it won't work with you using a cloud-based streaming because it'll always register from the cloud as it being clean, even if you locally are running things that you should not be. So... Yeah, correct. That would make issues as well. So totally fair mm-hmm. on their part, yep. and I'm okay with it. Yep. It's whatevs. Um, I think that covers just about all that. Yep. Um, so how about we go ahead and do our spark notes 
or uh, sorry, I can't believe I said spark notes. Cliff notes. How about we go ahead and do our cliff notes? Because I'm old. Yeah. How about we go ahead and do our cliff notes uh, about um, about uh, story bullshit? What do y'all think? Hmm. Well, where are we? Where were we starting at? Because <laughs> there's so much. Where's the starting that's the, point? That's the question. Where do we start? Uh, um, there's so many places we could start. Uh, okay. Teljusel. Let's just start okay. with Teljusel. Okay. Um, so, spoiler alert, if you haven't been paying attention to any of the BFA launch materials, um, you, this or is your chance to go ahead and just... <laughs> or BlizzCon, you know, this is your chance to just go ahead and, like, leave the channel right now. Leave the, uh, leave the, uh, show. Uh, we love you. Bye. <laughs> um, so, we all know Teljusel burns. Yes. We all know that. Teldrassil is burned. That is basically, it is basically driving the non-instanced cities out of the opposing continent. Yep. That's essentially what they're doing, is that they are making the continents true again. And and yes, shape, it is a, it is a, just, just a slight fire issue. It's a slight fire hazard. You can still phase so you can go into those cities. And the leveling areas but, are still there for the undead and the blood elves, uh, not the blood elves, the night elves, but story-wise, canonically, Kalimdor is Horde, Eastern Kingdoms is Alliance. Besides Azure Mist, Blood Mist, and Quathalos. Yes, because they're on the Burning Crusade servers. Yep, they're on the BC servers, and there's literally nothing we can do about them. Yep. Until Blizzard finally gets a team put together to port them actually into the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which please, Blizz, do please thank you. Do. I would love to fly. I would love to fly over the Exodar. <laughs> yeah, that would be beautiful. Because here's the thing: Exodar is like finished. Like you can that place you can fly around in yeah. no problem. I've seen people do it. Silvermoon, on the other <laughs> hand, <laughs> Silvermoon is apparently like still open polygon straight down. That place is a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exodar, they had to finish. They had to finish Azermist Isle up because of all the, all the all the importance it had played in the Legion mm-hmm. storyline. Mm-hmm. So they had to get a lot of it finished and ready. Um, Quathalos, not so much, <laughs> not so much. Um, and that's always been the biggest issue is that they are they, they, these were cities not designed for flying, yep. at all, and they weren't included on the initial passes they did because it was still so early. Plus, it was the Burning Crusades. They're on different servers, so they have they have no reason to update them. Yeah. Uh, so the instanced cities are still there, but the non-instanced cities, so Darnassus and Undercity, have been booted out. Uh, they have been permabanned from the Eastern Kingdom and Kalimdor mm-hmm. servers. Mm. Which is crazy. Uh, yep. Uh, considering that's one of the ancestral homelands of the Night mm-hmm. Elves. Yep. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it's pretty crazy. My first character was a night elf, and I remember the first time I went to Darnassus, and it was a moment. It was like, holy shit, it's amazing. So my first, my first mean was a night elf hunter, mm-hmm. and again, I... the first, the first time I got to Darnassus, it was so pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my f- one of my first characters was a night elf rogue. My first alliance character, I think, was a night elf rogue. Um, and yeah, once I got to like level. Level seven or nine or whatever it was, and ended up in Darnassus. I was like, I'm just gonna go jump over everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to stay mm-hmm. here. <laughs> I don't want to leave. 
I'm going to sit here and play the auction house. Oh, wait, this is Darnassus. Nobody no uses the Darnassus auction house. Mm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so, I mean, it was just, it, it was, it, it's sad to see Teldrassil yeah. and Undercity go. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's good yeah. for a narrative standpoint. But it's beautiful who the fuck is burning standpoint. down? Who the fuck is burning down Teldrassil? <laughs> so I have okay. a theory. Funny? I have a Shoot. theory. I think it's Nath- I think Nathanos does it. Uh, why? Hmm. I think he goes out of his way to make sure that Sylvanas gets her foothold. I think he goes too far. So, I mean, possibly, but I feel like, um, in Before the Storm, they've laid the the seeds for there being fracturing between him and her and like they were making it clear oh, spoiler he alert like... for before the storm oh yeah spoiler Sorry. alert for before the storm <laughs> there's some fracturing happening here i mean um, i mean it could just the, been flavor and like it nothing comes of it but you know that's what i'm saying this could be his way to try make and up make up for that fracturing yeah. i'm gonna make sure you get this foothold i'm gonna make sure this city burns Hmm. But I mean, what does burning, what does that accomplish okay, for so Savannah's, Like Savannah's personally has never really had an, like, an out-and-out issue with the Night Elves. Yeah, like, I feel like burning, like, either Darkshore or, like, um, Stormwood, or, yeah, Ashenville, any of those would make way more sense. Like, Darnassus and Teldershore is just like, off by themselves it's not strategically but they're the useful. they're the capitals i i don't the i don't think that's i don't think that's something nathanos would have done i don't think that's something he would have done but i mean i uh i i i agree that you know you're allowed to have whatever bullshit crazy idea you want to because that's the joy it's of a theory talking about stuff before things are revealed yeah. we get to make up whatever bullshit we want i think like I think more than anything, like somebody else is going to do it, and I think Sylvanas might find out about it, but choose not to stop it. Uh, Shaper in the chat channel uh, makes a good point. Looking at imagery, Sylvanas is looking at the burning from afar, before and after. She's it she's a ranger. She has but, arrows. They burn. Yeah, one arrow is not going to burn the entirety Dude, of Dude, she can solo. fire multiple magic yeah. arrows, bro. Magic fucking arrows. <laughs> I still don't see an arrow burning the entirety of Teldrassil. I don't see it either. I see... So I don't think I it's can her see... that does it. I can see Gallywix. Oh there's God. my theory. It's Gallowix. My theory is Gallowix and suicide right, goblin that... bombers. <laughs> goblin I can see sappers. that happening. Goblin sappers. I can see that happening. Um, and I would be I all for killing him then. I would still like to kill him anyway, so whatever. I hate him so I don't. Gallywix is a horrible. Gallywix will do it. I don't think I because I don't. I don't see Gallywix being the suicide bomber. I, I can see him sending goblins to do it. Oh, that's yeah, what yeah. I said. He I would said send I people suicide to bombers, it. suicide um, sappers, goblin sappers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see him doing it because he's got. Um, um, I think he's got the most to prove to the horde. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah because. I think he's got the most to prove, and I think that that would be something that, like, just that's the again crazy left field bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that yeah, definitely I would see I could see Gallowix doing something like that in crazy left field bullshit. 
Yeah. I my crazy left field bullshit, which we briefly touched on before, was um going way back. Um there was a storyline early in uh Night Elf where it was talking about there was corruption in Teldrassil. And I was thinking, like, you know, Azeroth has been pierced by the sword and it's got all kinds of wounding and like that. And maybe um, like there's something about the corruption from the tree getting into Azeroth and Sylvanas launches an attack on the tree to stop it. But she doesn't share that information with the Alliance because why would she? She's bitchy. And just so for them, they think they're just she's attacking it for no good reason. I you're allowed your crazy bullshit, <laughs> but I don't see Sylvanas as a tactician going, would, oh, hey, I'm going to go do this because this is beneficial. No, I see her going, oh, fantastic. That's one less front to worry about. Mm. I mean, and but if the gets, corruption is threatening the whole world, like, I don't know. The thing but, I, I think if she did go to attack the city, she, but she would share that information. Because tactitionally, that is more advantageous for the alliance to know that information that they need to deal with Teldrassil as as an as a as a problem rather than as the Night Elves' home. Well, like I could see her not thinking that they would do any, be willing to do anything about it, and also like my opinion is is that she she's smart, but she's not nearly as smart as she thinks she is. So, like, I could see her, like, thinking, hey, it's my chance to just take out one part of the Alliance now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. But, I mean, I'm just like, uh, I look at it and I'm just like, mm. so less left field, <laughs> less out of left field there. Okay. Um, I could definitely see, um, uh, there's a lot of options. Uh, Twilight's Hammer Cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've that's, seen that's a exists. Yeah, that, we've seen the Twilight Hammer exists. Yeah. Um. Uh, Twilight's Hammer Cult doing something like that. I could also, I could also see um, something like um, like a another rebel group of night elves. There's been a lot of them lately. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. I mean, I could also see, you know what, you know what crazy bullshit could happen? Mm. Uh, Playing off of Arlie's idea (laughs) of Teldrassil being corrupted further. Teldrassil's problem. The scenario in Circle burns the whole fucking thing down. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's about it. To purge the corruption. To purge the corruption and to prevent another uh, Vordrassil issue Mm -hmm. like happened in Northrend. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see them just purging the well, whole thing. Well, the other question is like, how much of the Scenarian Circle is still around? Because I know a large portion was taken out with the whole sword plunging. Like, I don't know how many there still are. Um, that wasn't the circle. That was the was that the circle enclave, wasn't it? Pretty sure it was the Scenarian Circle that was hanging out in the uh, I, are, were they still canonically mm-hmm. hanging out and still if this is yeah. the problem? I was going to say, because isn't the isn't the Snarian Circle what the Druids players take over? Yeah, that's, they, 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 they lead so the Snarian Circle. would be in the Order Hole, surely. Uh, okay, so maybe it was just like a group of them. Because I'm pretty sure that was also something mentioned in the book, was they lost some there. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Some, but I wouldn't were... imagine it would be the majority because oh, okay. I, I would. I wouldn't I would, imagine it. I would see the majority being the okay. circle. I, I would imagine the leadership would be uh, in uh, in would be either in Dalaran or in uh, or up in uh, the order. Oh God, um, uh, mm-hmm. the Broken Isles. Yeah, at the World Tree there True. that they set up yeah. as the base, mm-hmm. the failed World Tree. That's what I would imagine. But yes, I would imagine they would lose some senior members, but I don't think they would lose leadership. Cool. That's just my guess. I never played the Druid story. But I mean, if they were going to do that, that's something like, because also you have to remember that Blizzard has said that the attack on Lordaeron is in response to the burning of Teldrassil. So if the scenario in Circle was going to do it, like, how would that get them? How would they convince the Alliance that the Horde did it? Because I... Um, Shaper brings up a good point. Kramane. False flag attack. Uh, I would have... Not to do spoilers I again. I doing a false flag. I would have gone with it before, but not now. Yeah. I would see... I, I could see him doing a false flag attack. I can't see him doing a burning down the night of <laughs> city as a false flag I attack. I would have seen that before the 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 book but now no i don't think so okay um because he was crazy <laughs> yeah yeah easy well i mean gin really gained a lot of himself back after he fucks uh sylvanas over in yeah. uh in stormheim yeah so and there is a lot of character development with him in the book as well so Which... okay Long story short, we have no fucking idea <laughs> who burns down Teldrassil. This is but like the we best job. We have a job. lot of ideas. <laughs> well, but I'm saying this is like the best job Blizzard has main- managed to keep something a secret. Yeah. I think ever. <laughs> like, I think ever, yeah. Like, we've known yeah, about we... this for about a year and we still don't really have any idea what is going to happen. And we've known about this a year come November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have no clue who actually does it. We'll know what happens before November. <laughs> no, no, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. A year come November. we it, It'll be a year come November. So it's what? Uh, what like nine, nine months? Nine, nine months? Something like nine that, months? yeah. Nine months and we have no clue. Give or take, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's great. That's fantastic. That means they've gotten a better handle on their people. Which is awesome. Because that was always one of my biggest complaints was... I, I hate that, like, going into expansion, Someone I already know all shit. the things. Yeah. Like, it, it makes it makes me sad, because I like the discovery of things. Well, I mean, that's exactly kind of like what I was talking with y'all about before we started today, was that, you know, I love the experience of things, not the actual, you know, knowing the thing. Mm-hmm. I like being yeah. experiencing it. So that's why I don't mind talking, you know, like, before the storm and things like that with you all. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to experience it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the discovery is part of it. I really like just finding the information. Finding it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's acceptable. Everybody's got their own ways. Different strokes, you know. Mm-hmm. I just like all of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, what was that other topic we were gonna mention? Uh, or do um, we want to just go ahead and call this today? Because we are at uh, an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> We are Maybe call people. it because I do have to eat before I have to play D and D tonight. <laughs> okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, 
Arlie. Yes. Final thoughts. Um, final thoughts. Uh, I can't wait for before the storm. That's about it, really. <laughs> I need to get here. Uh, Chris, final thoughts. Um, I, I, I think Blizzard missed their shot with Pirate Mage Queen Jaina. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know what? I had something different. I was, I was gonna make a, uh, I, I was gonna make a jet fuel melt. Can't make, can't melt uh, world trees. <laughs> With uh, jet fuel. <laughs> I was, I was, it was going to be it was uh, goblin bombs can't melt nah. world trees, but I mean, um, no, yeah, they You've they they it, missed uh, a chance with pirate. Said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep, uh, 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 pirate mage queen Jaina. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's my final thought. Sad rip face, <laughs> rip face. Um, oh, okay. Uh, anybody got to do that or don't do that? My don't Salt do that is don't blow up your motherboard. Now, are you sure you actually fucked your motherboard and it wasn't just, like, the CMOS ba- battery or something? No, it's definitely the motherboard. There's, like, no count. Uh, I have sister. no idea how it happened, because literally I went to work and it was working and I came home and it was dead. But, no, it's 100% the motherboard. Oh, okay. Do what I do. Blame Kevin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, Arlie. Yeah? Hey. You want to give us a plug for your content? Um... Yep, you can. I write a lot of things for MMORPG.com. Wow, that was difficult to say. I'm the one drinking at 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> I have an excuse. I just can't talk. I write. I don't talk. Um, and you can find me on Twitch and Twitter, Twitter at Harley82. <laughs> and I'm going to stop. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, Captain Christ, Harley. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Chris, do you want to plug your shit? <laughs> My shit is the same shit as yours. Okay, fantastic. That's our show for the week, folks. Talk to you the week. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Alice Ross CTC. Kevin is at SwingCat with a K. Uh, Chris is at Akari underscore back. I am at Gavril underscore ET. Uh, our wonderful, lovely guest this week, Miss Arlie, is at Arlie82 on Twitter. Uh, you can send us emails to feedback at azeroctc.com for links to today's show. Visit the website at www.azeroctc.com. Shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, however you find wonderful, wonderful podcasts that are just as much of a shit show as this one. Hopefully not as much. Uh, just, I, I have no words. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>